Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast in the virtual studio. My name is Alex Catalano. Today, Alex Miller, we're cracking into a big round three of AFLW action. Plenty of huge games, few teams rising up the ladder, few teams still down the bottom. Uh, A bit of a disappointing and a good start for a couple. Absolutely. And some massive games to talk about from last week, Kat. We're going to preview a huge game this weekend that all three of us here are very, very excited about for sure. Huge clash coming up in round four, Doc, between Melbourne and Brisbane. The only downside is that it's at the shithole known as Casey Fields. Uh, So it'll be about 50-kilometre winds running through the ground (laughs) all game. Uh, get get it back at the MCG, cat. I mean, I mean that that prelim la- that prelim last season was just absolutely spectacular, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. it was electric. If Alyssa Bannon's got anything to say about it, uh, it'll be electric again. But big news for that one, boys, because Taylor Harris is yeah. out. The, the, I was surprised, Miller, to see the club not even try and appeal. Like she was their yeah. most important player when they met in the home and away season, as I'm sure we remember. She dragged the D's over the line herself. Uh, it's a it's an odd one for mine. Yeah, it will be very interesting to see what they do forward structure as well now, Kat. I think that without Taylor being a vocal point, um, she's been good. I think to start the year hasn't lit the competition on fire, but I think she's been really good providing a target. So it'll be very interesting to see how they structure up forward without her. Yeah, we'll crack a bit into that later, but we'll start off with some of the things that we liked and didn't like out of the round. We're going to look at a few teams that performed well and didn't so much, and North is one of the ones that I want to touch on to start, Doc. Uh, Sitting one and two after three rounds, it's the first time in their history they've been negative win-loss after three rounds, which is ridiculous to think about. Um, they're struggling to run out games, both in the game against the D's and the game against the Crows. They dropped off in the last quarter, gave up leads and let the opposition back into it. How have you seen their first few weeks and what are they going to do from here to keep being finals contenders? I, I said last week on the podcast, Kat, that if they lost this one, they'd probably be very stiff to be one and two because I've actually been very impressed with how they've played uh, this season or so far this season North. And there was glimpses of them controlling a lot of this game against Adelaide and mm. it was similar to last week. They had, they really, they really had the, I think they had the game on their terms a lot against Melbourne. They just couldn't find the, um, the score to really put it away. So I, I'm look, unlike you, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more buoyant about where North are, where North are heading. Last season, we talked about, you know, North's inability to put these sides away, like the top, the top tier sides. And not only that, but they just sort of, you know, disintegrate a lot. When when they played it, when they played a Brisbane or they played mm. a, an Adelaide or they played a Melbourne, but I thought they actually sort of they sort of really stuck it together for a lot of a lot of the game, and I think it's due to the fact that these players that they're bringing in have been have almost breath have almost brought in a breath of fresh air in some respect, Miller. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit split with both of you. I, I sort of understand yeah. both points of view. One thing I would say so far about North is that. They haven't been very clinical cat forward of the ball, and and that's a worry against, you know, looking at how good, you know, the top sides are looking to start the season offensively is where my concern is with North. Only two goals on the weekend, but just not generating enough, I think, potency almost in a way. Only 19 inside 50s against Adelaide's 34. So that's my real concern is going forward. But I think that, yeah, I think that... I'm with you as well. The other side of it, Doc, I think that the, the team is sort of gelling a bit. They have had some new faces come in, so it is going to take some time. But I don't know. I think that the the middle bracket cat of players, I think, are ne- going to need to step up if this North team is to elevate. Yeah, I think so. And 
on the forward line, Doc, you made the early shout that Talia Randall was your uh, leading goal kicker, leading goal kicker prediction for this season, and she looked yeah. to be off with a bang in round one. She hasn't uh, scored <laughs> since then, though, uh, which makes it a little bit harder if you're not scoring for two rounds. Um, but I think that raises that plays into what Miller said, and that the forward mm. line's struggling a bit. They've never been a high scoring team, North Melbourne. Uh. They tend to rely on winning the midfield and then the back line holding up if it comes back the other way. Uh, but across the past few weeks, they've only kicked six goals, Doc, including two goals for in this match as well. They're yeah. always arm wrestles when they play the Crows because the Crows are obviously a very strong defensive team too. But I think for mine, when you're going up against teams like Brisbane, who have been one of the highest scoring or are the highest scoring in the comp, um, when you're playing teams like Geelong this week who are going to strangle you and not give you much opportunity, you need to be able to convert better. Even round one against the Suns when they had most of the play, they still only managed 10 scoring shots out from 34 inside yeah. 50s, which is not good enough for mine. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. And on Talia Randall, she only had two disposals for one behind them <laughs> on, on the weekend. So uh, that, that, that prediction's already coming back to bite me on the ass. But... <laughs> I, I think it's a fair point, and I think Geelong are in a similar boat to the to the Kangaroos in terms of I think they've got a lot of facets of their game right, but they just don't have the forward potency to, to kick a winning mm. score because I, I think Geelong have only kicked what maybe five or six goals themselves over the last over the over the first three weeks of this competition, so th- that'll be a very interesting game. Uh, look, I, I think. There, there, there is some, there is some promising signs. I really liked how Vicky Wall attacks the contest mm. at, at North. Uh, I think she's, she's um, exactly what you want from, from a, from a unit, a composing unit such as herself. She's big. She, she's very strong around the upper body, and I think plays, plays. I think you give them, you give, you give her, you give Randall, and you give Emma King. The, the, I don't understand this idea of playing Emma King as a full forward. Uh, I still don't. You give, but you give them time, time mm. to gel in the next three or four weeks. I think, I think the results will start to come for, for North because I, th- I think there's a lot of things right. I think that, I, I really liked how how Ferguson and, and Sarah mm. Wright double teamed, kept Woodland goalless for for Adelaide, and I think Ferguson's been great to start the year, Doc. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people are, just, are, are really not giving her the credit she deserves because she's a. We, we saw this cat, you and I, uh, especially at VFLW level when she was at Collingwood. She, mm. She's she's such a she's such a hard at it player, and she just doesn't doesn't give her um, her direct opponent an inch whatsoever. No, I think you both love to lose a one on one. You both summed it up well, Cat and Doc, when you're talking about the the midfield is there. It's just going to be the connection, I think, Cat in in the back half. Well, sorry, the rest of the season now because they've got the players to win the ball. It's just going to be if the forwards can link up and, and work well with the mids because yeah. overall, when you look at this North list, we've all said it. They've got the talent to compete, and if they want to compete against those great teams that I've mentioned before, you just have to kick bigger scores, and that's all it's going to come down to, I think, in the end. I also just want to see the rest of the midfielders lift to the level that Garner and Riddell are playing at. Mm. Garner especially is playing in best player in the comp form at the moment and she's carrying the team on her back when she needs to. But I think Jenna Bruton and Mia King, Doc, Bruton had a good game against Melbourne, but I think those two have had a little bit of a, a slower start to the season compared to their normal output. Yeah, Mia King's a strange one. I mean, we're all big fans of her. We are. You know, um, but... And and I, I think she's look maybe she's not going to be that star that Garner is or Riddell is, but I still think she's got a, a place in that midfield team. You know, I think she had, it was a solid game. I mean, she 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 hunts the, she hunts the ball really well. 
Mm. And, that, and that's probably the one thing I really like about here. You got, you got Garner who can probably play, uh, who plays a more well-rounded game. Mm. You got Riddell who's probably more of it, more suited on the outside uh, as a midfielder. But you know, King's King's the one I think the the, the big in and under specialist. I think she's uh or or, or the or the or the tackler so to speak. Because she because she had six tackles and I think it was the most of any North player out there on on Saturday. So I, I think. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Would you like to see her get more more of the ball? Probably you do, but mm. you know how, how do you tr- how do you try and keep up with the likes of Garner and Riddell that that are already in there and doing doing the big doing the big work, Miller? Oh well, as we said, Garner's on another level this year. I think that she'll uh, she's got the largest backpack in AFLW because she's got the whole team in there. <laughs> she's got many little pockets, to, but she's been fantastic to start the year. I agree, though, Kat. You just want to see then. Lift the rest of them, lift to that level, and mm. just um, give the same apple because it lets those top end players have a rest at times where they can't just go all game. So, look, I think it's going to be very interesting how North, you know, go in the back half. They got an interesting run. Um, they got a who are they playing this week? They got Geelong this week, and then they got the Bulldogs followed by uh, Sydney. So, yeah. they, they should hopefully win two out of those three if they're real serious about it. But They've, they've also still got the Lions and the Pies to come yeah. as well, Miller, which are going to be huge games too. If they Where? lose those, uh, mm. I think that would be their finals hopes done. Brisbane, so at, need... Brisbane at home is interesting. They're playing yeah. them at, sorry, Arden Street. And then, the yeah, uh, Collingwood, I don't know where they're playing them. Vicky uh, yeah, Park. Vicky game. Park. So two tough games there, Cat, as well. Agreed. I, I think, so before I get to the next point about North Melbourne, I just want to say that yeah, the next three weeks is must win. They have to win all three of them. It's, if it's they critical. Are to, yeah. if, if they are to be in that same picture as Brisbane and, and Melbourne and Adelaide, they need to win these next three. And Geelong are going to be a, a very sturdy competition. I, I think the dog. I think the dogs is going to be a cracking game of footy. Like oh, I, I cannot, cannot wait for that dog. I, I cannot stress how how important that game is going to be. And mm. and and I think as well, uh, look. I'd love to see them really hand Sydney a lesson because I think they're probably they're probably the most out of out of form team in the competition at the moment. But I, I, I want to ask you boys about how Emma Carney's progressing uh, so far this season. She's playing now full time as as a rebounding defender. I thought she was pretty good uh, in terms of you know, the positional awareness, IQ. You had had seven intercept possessions and ran the footy a lot. Eighteen disposals and four marks and five tackles, but her disposal efficiency. Only at seventy two percent, which from a half backer you probably sort of expect more. Yeah, I think she was definitely under pressure coming out of defensive fifty a lot against the Crows. I thought round one against the Suns she was fantastic, close to best on. Had Talia Randall not gone <clears throat> off and Jazzy Garner did too. Uh was pretty big competition in that one. But um no, I really like what she adds down there. There's a reason why she's the only player to be all Australian every single season. Mm. She's so consistent. I think like you said, Doc, just cleaning up a little bit of what she's doing outside of um, and exiting our defensive 50, but averaging five rebound 50s a game, Miller, you, you can't say there's a lot to dislike about a game. Yeah, she looks a bit more confident as well, boys, I think, from from early going, you know, since going to the back flank. I, I like it. I think it's good. But, yeah, I agree. If she just cleans up the touches a little bit, she'll have no problem. But I think we've all agreed from this discussion that North have the talent. They've just got yeah. to gel it right and they can compete with the best. And I think it's going to come from... Things we've talked about, forward line potency, midfield connection, and just that that middle bracket of the play is just lifting a bit more. I, I think for mine, boys, it just comes from the younger brigade. You know, mm. you know, 
Bella Eddie's probably in her third, I think in her third season now. You've got Gat who's playing games right away in her first year. You've got Tess Craven that's finally starting to get games in. I, I think I and and players as well like Brooke Brown and Amy Smith haven't been in the haven't been in the system long either. So O'Loughlin too, Doc, another one. Yeah, O'Loughlin, that's a good one, Cat. These sort of players, they're going to need time, but I think with the with the top line talent, as we've said, boys, it's it's not like it's not going to be there forever. I think they've got to they've, North have got to find a way to fast track these mm. players and get them playing to the standard of the likes of Melbourne and the likes of Brisbane before it's too late. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's strange to think these two teams are on the same record, Miller. The Giants this week got their first win of the season after probably looking like they could have gotten over the top of the Bulldogs, had a few more things gone their way in round one, and then a disappointing effort against the Lions. But who's not putting up a disappointing effort against the Lions at the moment? Uh, good to see them back on the winner's list and playing a pretty solid brand of footy in this one as well. Yeah, a bit different from what we usually talk about with the Giants, but I was impressed. I was really good and very happy with one player in particular, Kat. The, the draftee, the Goldsworthy. Oh, yes. my goodness. She was fantastic. She Goldsworthy kick... or Goldsworthy, mate? Oh, Two goals you what, she one. is worthy of the gold in her name. That's for sure. She was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> the nine worth, touches, worth her weight in Goldsworthy, eh? She could have really had four at least, but she was really good. Two goals, three. But she's just got that natural sort of awareness boys around the goals that we, we'd heard about it on draft night and we'd all talked about it extensively, but you're seeing it now at AFLW level. She looks like a clinical, you know, converter through the big stick. She's been fantastic. Yeah. She's yes. very, very smart forward, isn't she, Doc? I think her conversion and her finishing looks strong just in those positions slightly off that she could have gotten those last few goals in. But I think if you give her a couple more weeks in the system, she's slotting those every time. Yeah, look, regardless of the opposition that was on the field Saturday, the fact that you have five scoring shots on debut is massive. You know, massive for your confidence, massive for the team, massive that you know that massive for the player that she knows what she can do. Mm. And we and and we've all sat here at length, you know, during during the year, and we've spoken about how Goldsworthy can find the target, how Goldsworthy can find the ball, how Goldsworthy can create shots on goal from almost nothing. And I, I think this was just a, a fantastic example of that. And I, I thought as well, her forward pressure was quite good too. Yeah. Four tackles and three of them inside 50. So the fact that she's, oh, the fact that it's taken her three weeks is is just laughable in itself. <laughs> she, she she already looks like a, a solid ready-made player, but it's not even just the forwards, boys. It's not even just her. It's, it's the entire forward line structure. You know, we, we, we've criticised them for the last couple of years about their their overuse of looking towards Cora Staunton. Mm. And whilst Cora's still getting goals on the board, I think they're finding a bigger, a better spread of, yeah. of, of goal kickers. We know, I think Doyley's hit the score sheet every week this uh, this season, Cat. Oh. Um, when, um, and Georgia Garnett, I think the move's actually proving to be a, yeah. bit, of a bit of a masterstroke, that one. Uh, yeah. I'm no, glad she uh, she told Cam to put her up forward because she's loving it. Yeah, no, she she's looking like she's more impacting the contest than when she was playing in defence. And as well, uh, the move to Nicola Barr, it's good to see that they're persisting with this move because I saw we saw it firsthand a couple of times last season that when she gets the ball in her hand, she can make things work. Mm. Yeah, she's good. She's got goal sense, Barr, for someone who didn't score her bloody first goal until last <laughs> season. Um, but yeah, it's great to see that, I guess, like you said, Doc, the equal contribution, the mm. consistent contribution. Uh, outside of last week, probably the aberration. They even started quite well. 
forward of the ball last week before falling off when the Lions just took over. But so many young players to like out of this game as well. Miller, I thought Tani Evans off halfback has been mm. quite consistent to start this season. And Matty Brazendale on the wing oh. too. This kid just quietly racked up 18 touches. She was you... really good. So, sorry, Miller, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go on. But before I say, I said about Brazendale against, against the Bulldogs game a couple of weeks ago to you boys on the chat that she looks like she can do something. And she didn't. She didn't get a lot of the ball. She didn't get a lot of the ball. I think she only had like a handful of touches. But every time she got the ball, she she looked like she was looking to try and you know take the game on. And that's what you want to see from this mob. You want to see them try and take the game on, run the angles, and and take ground, Miller. Yeah, absolutely. And back on Evans there as well, Kat. You mentioned she was really good. And I think that you can see each week she looks like she's almost becoming that really well rounded player. She's doing a bit of everything really nicely. And I think that. You know, her skills by foot as well is something that I think has been really good. And the, the goal scoring as well, as we all mentioned, is interesting. They had, you know, six different goal scorers on the weekend. So, um, and a couple, and three with multiple goals. So they're getting a great spread of offensive attacks, mm. which, as we said, we haven't seen from the Giants in a, yeah, maybe ever. Um, but it looks really good, I think, so far. Yeah, important for um, Evans to stand up in this game as well, Doc, given the Giants are going to be without Pepper Randall for an extended period too. I thought the back line was really going to suffer without her, but they looked quite solid. Yeah, no, they, ha- they have looked quite quite, quite solid in defence. And I think, look, we, we give I give Tanya Heatherton a bit of stick uh, over the last <laughs> couple of seasons, but I, I think she gives it a crack every week. Um, but I, And as well, I think the, um, I think the re-inclusion of Jodie Hicks playing half-back Miller Mm. I, I think I, I really like how that's coming coming to the floor. I mean, she didn't get all of the ball this week, but I think when she, she's she's another one of those players where if you get the ball in her hand, she's off trying to make something work, and that's what that's what you want to see in this mob. Yeah, she's got great aggressive ball use, Doc, and I think that's what the Giants <laughs> have needed for a while. And I know that um, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of Hicks and what she can bring to the table, even with her, you know only eight touches on the week. But like you said, you still felt like she was having a good impact in the game, but. It's going to be interesting, Cat, how the, the Giants go moving forward with this game. It's got to be good for the confidence for sure. Mm, it's a pivotal few weeks, I think, for them from here. They've got the Eagles at home this week, which they're every chance to win. The Eagles that, have looked... That'll, that'll be a win. Have looked dismal in their losses so far. Uh, Adelaide the week after that, followed by Carlton. I think they can very well win two of their next three, Doc. And I think if you're Ken Berners-Coney, you're looking at this fixture and saying... This is where we put our foot st- our feet mm. down and say we are one of the football clubs that might not be coming into finals, but we are going to be a team that competes every week this season, and we're not making it easy for anyone. Um, I think they've got every chance to do that and cause a few upsets. Maybe not this season, but in the years to come, especially the Hawks as well in round eight, another game that's very winnable for them. Um, so I think they've got a real chance to assert themselves on this season here. I reckon if the crows don't pick up their pick up their slacks, I reckon they could nab the crows in round five. Oh, <laughs> big, big call. Bit I of excitement they're... there <laughs> in South I... Australia, mate. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a couple, there's a couple of things that will be standing in their way, but I think they'll give that one a real shot. Mm. I, I think the next three weeks they should be at least winning two of them. I think Carlton's definitely gettable. They they uh, they're just still very inconsistent. Those Blues and um, but. Uh, look, all in all, you know, I'm I'm quite happy. Look, I don't say this a lot about a GWS team, but <laughs> I'm quite happy with where they're going at the moment. Mm. And the and the thing is, well, we haven't talked about you know what Elise Parker's doing. Like she's getting more on the outside now, and she's hitting the scoreboard more often mm. now, Miller. And, and I've said this for 
almost yonks. You know, mm. if, if she hits the scoreboard, she becomes one of the top five players in the competition. And so far, she's hit the scoreboard at least once in each of her three games this year. No, no goal this week, but two goals uh, in the previous two weeks. She's been absolutely fantastic. And, and the move of Alicia Eva to the mm. wing as well, I've really oh, I love Alicia Eva on a wing. I've said it a million times, boys. I love how hard she is at the ball, but when she's on a wing, she just adds that extra little bit of movement to them. It, it 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 just gives it just gives the likes of somebody like Peasy Miller a, a chance yeah. a chance to a chance to run in the run in the middle and she's and she's taken it on in, in leaps and bounds you know she had five clearances and seven tackles to go with the sixteen touches this week uh, Peasy and I, I love that yeah I, I think Eva on the wing just gives him a different look as we said and it's nice and she um just looks really confident I think moving the ball particularly forward of. Uh, forward of the square, she looks really dangerous. But the, yeah. I think you summed it up perfectly, Kat. When when you look at the Giants this year, then they probably know they're not going to make the finals, but they they want to be a team that's going to be tough to play against and and tough to beat. So so far, they've really sort of established themselves as a tough club, and it's going to be a good period to to test that strength this you know next four weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Keen to see how they go. Should get a couple of wins out of these ones. But a bit of injury news as well out of the week, boys. Uh, a couple of unfortunate ones. The Saints are going to be bloody depleted coming into their game this week, Doc, against the Suns, which they probably would have been hoping to bounce back. But mm, they've got no. about half their back line missing. Obviously, Jade Van Dyke with the ACL last week. Uh, now, Rebecca Ott is going to be out for a couple of weeks. And Clara Fitzpatrick is missing this week, too. Uh, phew, Molly McDonald off on the wing as well for a week with concussion. Uh, it's not looking good for the Saints here. Yeah, it's oh geez, I tell you what, that's it, it, going to make it going to make their job a lot dip, a lot more difficult uh, this week. Um, because we know we know what the Suns can bring when they when when they actually bring their best footy. And I think if they get it, if they get the ball down four enough times, I, I think Tara Bahana might have just a field day with the uh, with, with what's left of the um, what's left of the Saints backline. Fitzpatrick's a big blow because mm-hmm. I, I I think she's been absolutely fantastic in her first three weeks since coming back into the in, into the system. Uh, and it's easy to think, oh look, she's been away from the game for a long time, and I think. And you know, you come back, and we we see we see it in the men's. You come back for, after a long stint away, and you just sort of, you're not, you know, you, it takes a long time to find your feet. But it's almost like she's never left. No, she's <laughs> fantastic. Um, Kate Sheila dropped into the hole a couple of times during last week's game. Miller, mm. do we see a move for her possibly to plug the hole down back again? Jeez, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna. I think probably. Given the 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 cattle down there, um, <laughs> otherwise you're going to have bloody Ella Friend one on one in Taramana, and that's not going to go. I, well I think for it just I think oh, it might no. just be out of necessity, cat more than anything, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I just don't know how they're going to go this week with with what they've got. It'll be really it's, tough. It's gonna it's gonna be Bianca Jacobson take on the world, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I mean, look, if the midfield can get going, uh, I was a little bit. Um, I was happy with what they did on the weekend, the Saints midfielders. Patrickios and Vesely, I thought, had a big impact, but they were inconsistent. If they can get going, hopefully that makes mm. up for what they're lacking in the back line and give uh, Stevens and the G-Train a bit of ball use. Um, but who knows? It might be anyone's game from here. Um, unfortunate news out of the Blues as well, mm. Doc, with Maddie Guerin, another ACL, unfortunately for her, she copped one uh, right at the end of her time at Melbourne when she moves to Carlton, and she's got another tear in her other knee. So yeah. really, really disappointing for a young player who's done show a lot of promise. 
It was. I, I thought I thought her first two weeks were were solid enough that I think she could really build on it this season. And that that that's a big blow for the Blues. And we we talk we we've talked at length about you know how inconsistent they are, but and you know what's going to happen throughout their mid throughout their midfield. It, it it's just not it it's that's a big blow. I uh, just it, and in the first quarter too against Port, we, mm. we know that. Guerin's a Guerin's a player that is was steadily building on as well. It's mm. just yeah, it, it didn't look it didn't look good when it, when it, when it happened and yeah. Well, we we wish her the best, of course, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's well, another AC, it's another ACL. It feels like it's a dozen now, but um, it, it's um it, it'll probably be a dozen by the time the end of, end of next week. It's just the last thing Carlton need, that's for sure, Cat. Given how you're <coughs> traveling at the moment is injury troubles to players like that, that, as you said, we're building and, and it's just a really unfortunate thing. Yeah, I think they'd be happy that Lily Goss came in and showed a fair bit in yeah. her first game this weekend. Great I think chat. Keely Skepp has every chance to get a run through the middle as well. Doc, she's been very impressive to start this season so far. Oh, yes, she has, Keely Skepper. And I tell you, I tell you what, it's been, it's, been a week, it's been a week for um Rising Star snubs, but uh, it, won't, it won't be too long before we see her get one. And yes. It was, and ah, oh, jeez, how, how, how could you how could you not award uh, Riley Wilcox and Hannah Ewings at the nominations this week? It was oh, just had to. They just had to. They were both magnificent. Uh, over at Port Adelaide, Liz McGrath is going to be missing for a couple of weeks with a hammy. Uh, Gabby O'Sullivan is looking likely to come back into the team this week for Frio as well, boys, which is hugely necessary for them, Miller, <laughs> given the amount of leadership they're missing in that team at the moment. They need someone like O'Sullivan back in there. Absolutely, Kat. They're not just missing leadership. They're missing talent and players at the moment. So, yeah, absolutely. Gabby's a great inclusion. You know, you, you boys know how high I am on her. And that's right. From a leadership point of view, she'll be able to direct a bit of traffic and get a bit of communication going down there. And she'll be critical for the Dockers to try and salvage something of what's been an absolute abysmal start to the year. They've been pretty, pretty shithouse. On, on, on the... On, on, on the McGrath injury, Cat, who, who do you who do you see uh, taking the number one ruck now with mm. with her gone? Because I think Levicki did Levicki did a lot of the ruck work um, uh, on the weekend when she went down, but I'm just not sure where she's at in her development. Yeah, I think for the short term, it's going to have to be Levicki as the main option. They don't really have many others to lean on, uh, and McGrath was the one who was taking all the obviously the most time in the ruck. So it might be a little yeah. bit of a worry for them for the next few weeks. I think it was just a hammy for McGrath. So she's not going to be out for too long. Um, but in the short term, uh, Ali Morfitt might be racking up about 50 hit outs this week. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I think like you said, Kat, they just don't have the cattle to, to combat at port. So it's going to be really interesting what they have to do with the ruck rotations and, yeah, going to be interesting game this week versus you know um, Sydney. I think that both teams have had both new teams, obviously, but strugglish starts of the year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. Indeed, they will be out with a point to prove. We'll move on to who's the woman, boys. Some big performances out of this week, and I'll start with you, Doc. Oh, uh, nice. No bias out of you, boys, this week whatsoever with your <laughs> your choices. But give us yours, Doc. No, look, we love we love winners here on the podcast, and uh, all, all three of our sides actually got up uh, this weekend, which is fantastic. Which is fantastic for all of us. Um, my woman this week is Kirsty Lamb, boys. We could have could have gone for the easy one and 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 say Ellie Blackburn for her performance in her fiftieth game, but I thought in that last quarter, when the game was still there to be won, I thought Kirsty Lamb stood up in the last few minutes. Uh, overall, the game was just absolutely 
magnificent. 23 disposals, six marks, five tackles, six clearances, five intercept possessions. The fact that she was able to stand up and, and take a couple of big, strong grabs in the last few minutes when, when the Dockers were really pushing, that just speaks to just how far she's come from her first year. Uh, just the, the ability to elevate herself from just a, a standout contested possession winning midfield to becoming an all-rounder just beast on the field and just a fantastic just a fantastic uh, performance by, by her this week and good to hear uh, Ellie Blackman after the game boys say that I was uh that she absolutely loves the club nowhere else she'd rather be um a few players from the men's team could take some notes on on loyalty uh, <laughs> not not looking at anybody uh in particular <clears throat> Josh Dunkley um but no, well done, well done to Lambie this week. Deserves it. 50, 50 games up for her this week too for Kirsty Lamb Doc, which is amazing because I think she's been around nearly since the world. She has been around since the start. Uh, it's incredible and good to see. Uh, well deserved milestone for her. Great, great to see that. Um, the, the, these two could have gone elsewhere. Kirsty Lamb was being heavily courted by St Kilda. Blackburn was being heavily courted by Sydney, but uh, they said stuff is. This is this is where home is. We're, we're not going anywhere. We've got business to do. Absolutely. Miller, your woman this week, another one very, very close to your heart, and she went off in this game. Yes, it was a clinical performance by my mob. I thought we were really good against Hawthorne, and my woman of the week is a very amazing player so far to start the year. It's Monique Conti, boys. She's had a great start to the season, 23 touches, two tackles, two marks, but what is impressive in this game is the three snags, and <laughs> my favourite one was the little snap around the body in the right in front of the goal square, the little bounce, and it went in. It was beautiful. But she just has really been good this year. I think that there's no doubt that she's a fantastic ball winner and knows how to use it well. But adding goals to her game, and we know here at A3, that's the next step for some of these elite midfielders at the AFLW level is kicking goals. And she kicked three, and I thought she was really good as well with a link-up play out of the square. Um, Grace Egan was stiff to miss out. She had a fantastic display as well, but just the girls from Conti just pushed her ahead of Grace. I'm, do- I'm liking her though. She's been fantastic <laughs> since joining. So, yeah, very impressed with Monique on the weekend for sure. Ellie McKenzie uh, close as well. Miller, I thought she was amazing in the wet. She was really good. I couldn't. I couldn't believe her goal from the pocket. That was an unreal finish, and she loved it herself. Did the the double cobras? It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, and she's got a real energy about her, Ellie. She's been obviously highly rated, you know, talent wise. But I think you can see for someone so young, cat, her leadership is something that has stood out to a Richmond side that has a, been a little bit voided of it, given the age of some of the players on the list. But a young one emerging for sure. She'll be the future captain of this club. There it is. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who's your woman, Cat? I've noticed you haven't gone oh, to yes. your own side. Uh, you, you had Maddie Prasparkas in round one and she went off. So uh, who, who have you got? Well, I could have chosen Maddie again and I was very, very close to it. She may feature later in the team of the week. But Paige Scott. Uh, I looked outside of the Dons this week uh, and I chose uh, Phoebe Monaghan from the Lions, boys. I thought this was close to a career best game for Phoebe's. Uh, you, your list manager has been fantastic, Miller, but I still don't know how you let Phoebe go for free. <sighs> still boggles the mind. Uh, she was immense in that Lions back line. Any hope the Suns had of getting the ball past her was dashed basically every single time. 25 disposals for her. 11 marks. 11. Jeez. That is not only a game high, but I think also a career high for her. Uh, she was elite moving the ball out of defensive 50 boys. And 
I think along with Bree Conan, who also had a massive game down there, that backline is just looking unstoppable at the moment. And scary to think, Doc, we might see Kate Lutkins back in it too before the end of the season. Yeah, that that is that is a very scary proposition. <laughs> the Lions are already doing some some damage there, and uh, as well, Bree Conan had a massive game too in, in the yeah. backline. There's just no. There is no stopping Brisbane. I'm so excited for this game on, on, on Sunday on Sunday evening, Cap. Huge, huge clash coming up. Uh, we've got a new segment, well, not a new segment, a returning segment to debut uh, because we haven't got, had it in the past two weeks, the first two rounds. But Alex Duffy's rolling all Australian mm. team, Doc. Yes. Uh, we've had three rounds to look at players and you've settled on the little team third of the way through the season so far. Run us through who you've picked in here. Well, we had the um, well, we had my, my, my team of the week slash round one uh, team uh, a couple of weeks ago when you weren't here, Cat. But it, it's really starting to take shape now because we're three rounds in. We're seeing the, seeing the best of some teams. We're seeing uh, the uh, not so best from others. But it's it. The last couple of weeks have have seen a multitude of changes. I think there was about nine changes, eight changes from from the team in round two. Mm-hmm. Another another seven changes this week, Cat. Um, I won't. I won't run through it all because we, we've got your team of the week to go through, Cat, and I'm very excited to hear who you've put in. But the, but some of the inclusions I've put in here, you'll like. You'll like this one, Cat. But I've put Paige Scott in at half forward. Yes. Second of all general forwards for goals kicked with five for the year, and she's equal fourth in in the uh, the leading goal kicker. So she thoroughly deserves her spot. Uh, Jesse Wardlaw ha- didn't make it the first two weeks, but she's in this week, taking over Bonnie Toogood's spot. Only because she's kicking goals and Bonnie isn't, but that's not a knock on. That's not a knock on Bonnie because Bonnie's doing a lot of things right, uh, playing as that centre half forward option. But Wardlaw's kicked seven goals straight without a blemish, without a blemish. Cat, um, again, fantastic numbers. I've put Kate Hall back in this team, and she's still missing. She's two goals six, but averaging five point seven score involvements and getting high up the ground as well. She's averaging fifteen point three disposals. So. As a half forward, as a half forward, those are very good numbers. Tidy up those, tidy up that kicking for goal. She's a lock every every day of the week. Um, and the bench has had some uh, readjustments as well. I've uh, I had Talia Hickey in the team last week. She's been replaced by the big show, Alice. <laughs> big show. Averaging nearly thirty hitouts per game, and she had a monster game against uh, against the Dockers last week. I think it was fifteen hitouts to advantage, which was just absolutely enormous numbers. Um. I've got Eliza West back in the team. She was in the team round one. She was she was dropped in round two, but she's back. Uh, I had had her replacing Mimi Hill's spot on the bench, uh, just a- a- averaging over twenty disposal game. She was absolutely phenomenal in the game against St Kilda on the weekend. Uh, Lauren Butler back into the team as well. She, another one that was in round one made way in round two, but she's back. Uh, she takes um, Chelsea Bedell's spot, who I thought probably a little bit stiff, but she had a very had a, had a very quiet game against North Melbourne in comparison to her last her first two weeks. But Butler's been more consistent, I think. And and the, and the, and the last one was a bit strange because I had Nicola Zenos in the team as my forward rotation off the bench last week, but Jess Matten's replaced her because Ooh. she's uh, she's doing she's doing a lot right as a forward. She's kicked four goals, one and. That's uh, along with Darcy Vessio. That's that's equal third for for general forwards in the competition, and also aver- also averaging a couple of a couple of score involvements per game, and just just very consistent. I think it's not not averaging a lot of, a lot of disposals, but you know, as a forward, you you want goals, not disposals, and Matten's Matten's doing that uh, on on the fly at the moment. So, but there's a lot of, lot of, a lot of players that are stiff to stiff to miss out. Uh, I think Vessio's got a chance to retain the spot. Um, 
next week. Nicholas Zenos as well, another three tackles inside 50. Needs to hit the scoreboard a little bit more. And Danny Ponter as well, another one to look out for there. Um, Aaron McKinnon pushing as well for, for a spot on the bench in the, in the, in the ruck department. Um, and as well, a lot of midfielders stiff to miss out. You know, Batesy, Ellie Blackburn, uh, Mon Conti stiff to miss out. Miller, I've still got, oh, mm. I've still got Elise Parker, Jazzy Garner, and Maddie Prasparkas starting in the guts. Um, and I've got Amy McDonald on the bench, averaging fifteen contested possessions per game. Just get her out. Uh, <laughs> it, try, just try to get her out because she's she's not going to budge. And and the defense has, has has been settled on for 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 the last week and a bit. Uh, Ayla Sheeran again, another massive game from her. Libby Birch solid, Meg McDonald solid. Becca Jacobson's going to have a big test this week, and Nat Grider being the cornerstone of an elite Brisbane defence. Great additions, Doc, and good mm. to hear that there's plenty of players in the mix. It's going to be a big few weeks coming up, I think, for this team because there is some undeniable talents in there. Amazed Conti can't get a run in there, but you're right. That's how good the midfielders are. Um, but look, a few names you mentioned there, Doc, featuring in my team of the week this week. Uh, I'll start from the back line with Jazzy Ferguson. We talked a bit about her off air, but huge role on Ash Woodland this week. Kept her, kept her goalless for the first time uh, since the grand final and only the second time in 10 games that she hasn't scored a goal. So huge role done by her. Emma O'Driscoll. Uh, we love our O'Driscoes here at the... Yeah, Driscoes. <laughs> and uh, it's female Drisco, not male Drisco that's in there this week. She did a fantastic job on uh, the back line. A, a pretty tough day for the Dockers down there. Uh, my woman, Phoebe Monaghan, is at centre-half back. Already talked at length about her game earlier. Off one half-back, Flake Miller. Eilish Shireen. Yeah. What a season this woman is having in her debut season. How has no one picked her up before this year? I don't know that I can't answer that question for you. She's been fantastic, and she just looks like cat. She's been playing for about five seasons. She's got the confidence, and I'm really, really impressed with her so far for us. Leading intercept player in the competition, she's been outstanding. Uh, Lauren Butler takes up the other halfback flank. I thought her ball use in a game which was very intense, very pressured, very high intensity uh, was fantastic, and gave the players a bit of run through the middle when there wasn't much to be had. Uh, we'll go to the midfield, starting in the ruck. We've got the big show, Doc, like you said. Career best game for her, I thought. Uh, set an AFLW record for hitouts to advantage. She's been outstanding, and I hope she doesn't get overlooked come the end of the year if she keeps this form up, because players do tend to get overlooked here and there, Doc, in the All-Australian team, but the way she's playing at the moment, she bloody deserve it. They don't get overlooked here at A3, Cat, and uh, she, she, lead, she leads the competition in hitouts. So if she keeps that up, she keeps averaging thirty hitouts a game. She's almost she's almost a certainty to even just be on the bench as a rotation. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree more. In the midfield, I've got Alex Miller's woman Mon Conti, absolutely outstanding game as he touched on already. Uh, Ellie Anderson, huge game from her, mm. twenty eight touches and a goal if you don't mind, but also eight marks, seven tackles, six clearances. She stood out after Bates. He stole the headlines last week. Uh, Maddie Prasparkas rounds out the centre bounce, boys. I couldn't not get her in with the two snags, 22 disposals, four clearances, and managed to come back on after a bit of a shoulder knock. Looked like a bit of a scare, but she played the game out and still looked excellent doing it. On the wings, what a surprise. We've named players who actually play on the wing, boys, in this team. Ooh, watch out. <laughs> Unlike uh, a certain someone else in the AFLW media who doesn't tend to do so. Uh, uh, initial, initial, initials SB. Uh, <laughs> we won't no, name names. 
Jordy Allen, boys, what a revelation. She's been moving a bit oh, higher up the ground this season uh, off the halfback flank. She's been outstanding along the wing, uh, and she ran her guts out all day long. 17 disposals, 5 marks, 249 metres gain, and, of course, a goal in a game where the Pies only scored two of them. She was awesome. Uh, and Karen Peterson as well, boys. Kez, we've heralded her a lot this season, and she's had a lot of work to do with how depleted this Carlton team has been at times, but... We like to move to the wing, Doc. She was outstanding in there and 21 disposals. Kicked her first, or the second goal in her career. Her first since the start of 2021. They don't come often for Kez, but she definitely enjoyed that one. Oh, she, she loves a snag, doesn't she, Kez? She yeah, does. Very, very good. Into the forward line, a bit of love for the Bulldogs. Gabby Newton, I've got yes. on the fast forward flank. Her hands have been so steady this year, Miller, what a role she's played coming into that forward line when they've desperately needed her. 17 disposals, six marks, and the game-winning goal. Can I, can I just say, Kat, on Gabby Newton, she's one of two players currently that average two contested marks per game. <sighs> Who's the other one? The other one is Jack Dupay. <laughs> Not bad from the for the big Dupay. Don't Every, everyone else is averaging under two contested marks per game. She's, she, she was phenomenal on Friday night, Gabby Newton. She could... Uh, uh, she, oh, she, she's commanding that forward line. Oh, she's done excellently so far this year. Spoke a bit about it before. Jessie Wardlaw, she was unstoppable against the Suns. Four snags, one in each quarter, uh, which is also some sort of record, I believe. Only five or six players have done that across the AFLW so far. So great game from her. I wanted to see her lift this season, boys, and she has. She's sitting mm. equal second in the goal kicking with one of her mates, who I've also named on the other half forward flank, Greta Bodie. Oh, yes. yes. This woman, Miller, she doesn't get selected in the All-Australian team off the back of not only these first three rounds, but I'm sure whatever she'll do. She was robbed of it last year. If she gets robbed of it this year, I'm going to petition down AFL House by myself. I have the to. only way she'll be robbed of it this year, Kat, if the blind mice are running the selection panel this year. <laughs> She's been absolutely outstanding. But consistent as as always, we know with Greta, what you're going to get and, and how critical she is to elevate the team into a position where they just look so dangerous. Every time she has a ball in her hand, she's going to do something positive for the team. So that's a great shout. I love that selection there, Kat. She's been unreal. Uh, lining up in the full forward line, I've got at full forward because she was robbed of an of a, not all Australian, of a rising star nomination this week. Steph Wales, boys. Three oh. goals. A huge, huge aerial game. Her contested marking was outstanding. She was kicking them from outside 50 for fun. Uh, oh, this kid is going to be something serious. Great she gets spot at full forward. She, and kicks, she kicks another three this week, Cat. Lock her in. Oh, I'll be going absolutely crazy at Port Melbourne if she is. Paige <laughs> uh, Scott is the other one in my forward line. In the forward <sighs> pocket, three snags for Scotty too, including putting the hand up to the ear for the last one, Doc, which we loved. Oh, Telling the Eagles faithful to, to get stuffed. What are you cheer- What are you booing for now, Eagles? Hey, <laughs> oh, they'd boo their own grandmother if they, if they were playing for the opposite colours. Uh, uh, the the uh, the Eagles plebs. Uh, just a quick yes or no, boys. Is Paige Scott currently the uh, the front runner for the Rising Star Award after three rounds? Yes, absolutely yes. That's three, that's three yeses because I'm going to say yes too. I, I called it on draft night and and people laughed. Hannah Ewings is closing in, but Paige Scott is, uh, is, has already turned up the heat. Excellent game from Ewings. If Skepa gets a nomination sometime soon, I'd have her right in the mix too. She's been excellent so far. 
Uh, on the bench, we'll start with Danny Ponta from the Crows. She was very stiff to not start on the ground, but there were so many good forward performances this week. 16 disposals, two goals. She looked electric and a very low-scoring game. Eliza West, the other one that is in for the Lions. Uh, the Lions, the D's. Didn't know she got a trade all of a sudden. Documented her before, but she's been absolutely outstanding in and under. She just dishes that ball out constantly for the D's midfielders. Purcell, Mithin, they love having her in there. Uh, to just get the ball in their hands when they can move it onto the outside. Eight clearances, six tackles, 22 disposals, and 16 contested possessions. Massive game. I mentioned Brie Conan before. She gets a spot on the bench. She was huge in the back line alongside Phoebe Monaghan. Didn't give the Suns an inch. Lauren Pierce gets the backup mm. ruck spot. She was fantastic against Erin McKinnon. And not only did she do well in the ruck against her, but she also got around the ground, as she always does, 15 disposals, three marks. She was a big part of their contested aerial presence. And Eden Zanka got to take a bit more of the rough time and Loz got around the ground as she loves to do. Rounding out the bench, boys, I think she's been overlooked a little bit this season, which is strange to say about Ebony Marinoff, but uh, she's been fantastic in the guts as she always is. 29 disposals, six clearances, and we love a tackle, Miller. 13 tackles for Noffy this week. It's she a great, awesome game. great call, Cat. She has been underappreciated a bit this year because everyone just knows how bloody good she is. They forget about how consistently she does it, more importantly. And, yeah, her contested side of the footy for the Crows this year has been critical for them having a, a good start to the season. Yeah, she's been awesome, boys. So that is the team of That's the week. That's a nice team, Cat. Uh, few players stiff to miss out, as always. Lammy obviously missing out there, Doc, but it's so hard to fit them all in. You just can't <laughs> fit in all these midfielders. Yeah, you know, absolutely, Kat. Uh, and it's, uh, I agree. It's hard to, it's hard to find uh, anyone to knock off in that team for, for Lambie. And good to see you've gone a little bit of variety in the bench. Another another, another tip Sarah Black could uh, could use in her team of the week. Yes, so, we're sure we always have a defender, a forward, a midfielder, and a ruck on there because that is how teams are named, boys. And that's how, how we, we work at A3, Kat. We are diverse and we have equal opportunity for all positions. Instead of naming 50,000 midfielders on the bench like a, like a schmuck. <laughs> we'll jump with our tips, boys, and we'll get cracking into the Melbourne and Brisbane game at the end. That's going to be huge. Last round, Doc leading the way once again. Eight out of nine to sit on top with 23. Myself and Miller with seven to put me on 21, and Miller last on 19. Why the hell did I tip the Eagles? Why did you tip the Swans? I don't know. Oh, that's the one you got wrong. Why'd you, uh, why'd you tip the Swans, Miller? I'm an idiot. I keep having faith in this team. I was tempted to tip them this week, but I've run out of luck, I think, almost with them. Bloody hell. No, back <laughs> yeah. to the this week for sure, boys. Uh, but... uh, the only one I got wrong was the uh, Geelong game, which, look, I, I, I thought it was a sneaky chance, but that's all right. We, we, they ran them hard, Doc. I think it was a fair tip in the end. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a good 50-50 game. We'll start off on Friday night or Friday evening, more like it's going to be a huge game with Tassie North getting down there to play the Cats. It was a good matchup last time they met, Doc. A pretty high-intensity game. The Cats ran them pretty hard for four quarters. Uh, it be interesting to see how they hold up against the pressure this time. Like I said, the midfield probably needs a little bit of a lift around Garner and Riddell. I still think the Roos will do it at home in Tassie, uh, but I think it'll be another really close one. Yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll be a close one too. But as we said at the, at the top of the show, I think they, these next three games are games that North must win. And having said that, I think North will win, but it'll be a close one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go North by two points. Yeah, I'll say five points, Miller. Yeah, I'll follow North. I think it's gonna be twenty-one points though. I think they're gonna have a big game. 
All right, big one. <laughs> big return for them. Saturday morning, I don't know. I'm, I'm keen to see the back end of these 11 o'clock games, boys, mm. after this week. This is just ridiculous start times. Yeah. Uh, but the Giants taking on the Eagles at Giants Stadium. We talked a bit about it before. I think the Giants should be winning this if they're serious. Yeah, Giants. Yeah, Giants, Giants will romp this one home. The Eagles were thoroughly disappointing at home against against your Donza on the weekend, Cap. I saw a lot of it. And just the the lack of the lack of um, locating and awareness from from a lot of the defenders was just deplorable. Yeah, no, they were poor, very very poor. And Michael Pryor not happy with the girls after the game. Uh, the Suns and the Saints up in Mackay, boys, their first game up there for the year. A few yeah. locals in the team, Lauren Bella, I know, is a very proud mm. Mackay girl, so she'll be very happy to get a chance to get up there again. Great Barrier Reef Arena, uh, Miller. So they're back in the uh, back in the corals. On the uh, floating ground on the middle of the uh, on <laughs> the, the, middle, middle of the ocean. Uh, oh, I think the Suns boys surely with the depleted stocks that the Saints have at the moment. I think even with the Saints outs, I'm going to back them in this. Oh, week. you bastard! I thought for three quarters against the D's, they were very, very competitive yeah. boys. Couldn't just find that conversion, but I think they've got enough. I can't see them backing up the cat. That's my worry. I just don't know if they're going to have the tank. Mm. The thing, the thing that works with the Saints' favour is that they're a very good tackling team. Mm. And and when the Saints start tackling and smothering that Gold Coast midfield, which is already sort of a little bit depleted, I just... They've been cracking under pressure too, Doc, those mids. Yeah, I just don't see the Gold Coast kicking a winning score under the, under the Saints' pressure. I'm going to go to St Kilda. All right. Port and Sydney at Albert and Oval. Uh, yeah, I think this is Port's first win of the season here, boys. I'm not taking Sydney. Yeah, it has to be. They, they, they can't afford to falter in a fourth quarter again, Port, because they've done it twice in three, in three weeks. And mm. But I, I think there's enough around the ground that will suggest that they'll get it done, though. Sydney I'm not is, tipping Sydney. They've screwed me too many times, Port. <laughs> I, I say it, I, I've said it every week, Miller. They just don't have enough top-line talent, the Swans. All, all no, they're no. At, uh, with the exception of possibly Brooke, Brooke Lachlan, there is no, no AFLW signing that, that they've got who's stepping up. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. I don't know who the hell I'm going to tip in these next two games. Oh, big ones. Freo and Carlton. Mm. I'm in two minds about this one, boys. O'Sullivan, as we said, coming back in this week is great. Uh, the Blues have probably looked significantly better than the Dockers have. Not bad on Friday night. Had their moments. Probably could have won the game had they, well, like I said, had a few more things go their way when they <laughs> needed to. But I want to say Carlton have shown me enough to be getting this one done. Matty Guerin's yeah. out, obviously, for their midfield group, but I still think this Frio team's struggling too hard for me to put any conviction in tipping them, even yeah, at home. That's, that's a fair call. Okay, I'm going to mirror with you. Um, I've seen a bit more from Carlton, so I'm going to go to the Blues as well. Uh, I've kept an eye on their forward line on, on Friday night, uh, Miller, Frio, um, mm-hmm. because you, you, made the, you made the comment last week, one inside 50 mark from about 20 inside 50 entries, uh, and, and they had another just one. One inside 50 mark this week from 24 inside 50 entries. So the forward line is a dysfunctional mess at Freo. But having said that, they were much better mm. the dogs, uh, on the weekend. But yeah, like you boys, I think Carlton have shown a little bit more. Like I'm, I'm half tempted to go to the Dockers because I think they're starting to find their rhythm around the contest. You know, Bowers is pretty good. Haley Miller, I thought, was, was damaging with the ball in her hand again. But look, I don't know. I don't know who to pick. I think pending teams. I'm going to go the 
Dockers. Oh. Four Dockers in for their first win of the season. All right. Uh, the Saturday Arvo game at City Oval. Docks girls taking on Dogs. the Dogs. Oh, yeah, sure. If, if Richmond smacked Hawthorne by about 40 points, we'll do them in by a similar margin here, I mm. think. You would hope so, Doc. It'd be good. 4-0 and undefeated after four rounds would be pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, you know, I, I certainly won't be complaining about the idea of the Dogs being 4-0, Bill. <laughs> it's, it's no. Like a huge uh, game yes. in round five against uh, North as well, like we mentioned earlier. That'd it's a awesome. huge clash, Cat. We are That's... very excited for that one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be huge. going to be huge. Speaking of huge clashes, Victoria Park on a mm. Sunday, Arvo, Collingwood and Adelaide. This is going to be a hell of a game between these two teams. The Crows obviously have done what they needed to do to get a couple of wins on the board the past few weeks, uh, but maybe not looking as strong as they have in previous years and obviously not as good as they did last year with the flag. The Pies still undefeated, uh, challenged hard by the Cats this week. Um, it's an interesting one, boys. I like the Pies at home. They always seem to have that bit of an edge at Vic Park. Uh, I think if, there, if there's any time they're going to get a win over the Crows, it'd have to be now. Hmm. I, I want to say I'm going to back the Pies in. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with you, Kat. I'm going to Collingwood as well at home. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm with you, boys. Adelaide have looked a, bit, a little bit flat. They've just sort of, like, against, against, against Melbourne round one, they were comprehensively beaten, and then they just sort of, it, it took them four quarters to get past both North and Richmond, and I, th- I think the pie, the pie's just a pie's just a, a, a big nose to the grindstone sort of team. Mm. Tight fisted, they just they just get it in, they just get in under, they just find ways to win every week. And yeah. I don't know, and I don't know how Adelaide track at Victoria Park. I think there's a couple of times that they played in Victoria and they weren't overly impressive over the years. So I'm with you, boys. I think I'll go Collingwood. Oh, it's going to be a huge game no matter what, though, boys. Uh, Sunday, Arvo, this is a now, cup I've been waiting for. The next edition of the A3 Cup. The only edition, Cat, this the year. The final as you edition said. for the year, yeah. My mob, the Bombers taking on Alex Mills Tigers in the Dreamtime game. Unless by some miracle we get three teams in the finals and we end up and we get a Dogs Richmond elimination final or a Dogs Essendon elimination final. Oh, shit. We can dream, Doc. We can dream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the girls are riding high. I, yeah. I, I'm really, really confident in what they're putting out on the park at the moment. I worry about how we find a way to defensively negate Monconti. You've got to put a tag on her. I don't know if someone like Doonan goes to her because she certainly wasn't having much of an offensive impact. This week, so just follow her around and tell her not to touch the footy would be nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really, really want to back my girls in, but I think the Tigers are very unlucky to only have one win to their name so far, Miller. You've mm. been really good outside of your couple of fumbly moments that sort of cost you your games. Your goal kicking round one, your kickouts round two. I think you've got the quality to get over the top of us, but this is going to be a very, very competitive game. I'm going to say the Tigers for now, but I want to see the teams that we're taking in. I'm with you though, Kat. I think looking at the way your team's played the last couple of weeks, they've been good, really positive in their attitude and um, got the really good margin sort of on the scoreboard reward last week with a great win over West Coast. But I just think the effort's been consistent. Um, and they really look like they, they're stickier to most teams, Essendon. So that, that's my thing. I think that it will be a great clash, uh, not just for the, the pride of the A3 Cup, but for you know an Essendon team that can hold their heads high most weeks. So 
I'm going to go Richmond, but I think it'll be a really fierce contest. I think that's what excites me about these two teams. No one's going to take a backward step, no. and that's what that's what we love about um, the footy. No, no one's beaten the Tigers this year in the A3 Cup, Cat. Yeah, I know. I was going to get one over them. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, I'd like to, and I'd like to think this is a very good opportunity to uh, erase that idea that Miller's Tigers are under, undefeated. But I'm I'm with you. I think the I think the Tigers have been very stiff to be one and two, um, and, I, and I and I can see that. I think we've seen over the course of the first first couple of weeks, first three weeks that the um the expansion sides, mm. the difference of the difference of class and, and cohesion between the expansion teams and the teams that have been in the competition for a couple of years are chalk and cheese. Yeah. So I, I think on that I'm going to go the Tigers. Oh, all right, it's oh, it's a big tip, boys. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just think it's going to be a massive game, and I cannot wait. But this might be the biggest tip of them all, boys. The main event on this Sunday, the D's and the Lions. We've been talking about it all episode, boys. This is one we want to sort of look at a bit more in depth. We know for sure, Taylor Harris, Jordan Ivy, both out. Mm. Uh, which is Harris is the biggest out, obviously. She tore the Lions a new one in that game up at the Gabba when she single-handedly dragged them over the line. Uh, obviously, the grand final, she was a bit more quiet, but oh, not the grand final, the prelim final, sorry. Alyssa Bannon was the one that did all the work. Um, so I, think, I guess the starting point is who comes in for Harris, boys, because mm. they've been using her as that backup ruck option. We saw Zanka do a bit more of that this week. I think they'd be happy with running Pierce and Zanka together. Yeah. Obviously, Talia Hickey Miller is a huge opponent with the form she's been in. I know she just slipped out of Doc's uh, rolling AA team, but her first two rounds were undeniably elite. Yeah, uh, they did name Grace Campbell in their yeah. uh, Georgia Campbell. Sorry, Grace Campbell's North Melbourne. Georgia no. Campbell in their emergencies this week, so she's at possible options. They want to add a bit more height into the team. Yeah, I think that's not a bad avenue, Kat. I think that, like you said, Zanka looked really good supporting in the ruck. So I think that if they want to do that and work her up the ground, it's definitely an option. Yeah, it just depends how Melbourne want to structure against this elite Brisbane defence that we talk about consistently, Doc, because they've got the ability to take smalls and talls and, and combat them as a unit, which is what Brisbane do so well. So, yeah, look, I don't mind Campbell. Uh, I don't know. Who do you see, Doc, coming in? Yeah, oh, look, Campbell's been building. I think she was building a, a fair bit in the VFLW uh, last season before. Uh, yeah, they, they they got knocked out, the Demons. But I I don't I don't know. You, you make a good argument about Zanka because she can play a lot mm. of posi- a lot of positions, and I can probably see her being second up ruck uh, to Lauren Pierce, and it would it would leave Bannon you know by herself uh, up forward, and probably maybe maybe. It'll play. It'll have to force Kate Hoare to play a little bit more uh, out of out of the goal square or out of out of the forward fifty. Um, Charlotte Wilson. She hasn't played yet, has she? Um, she was in this week, Doc. Uh, yeah. Didn't do all too much. She didn't have a lot to do. I thought for most of the game. Though, no, so yeah, I reckon well, she probably stays. Uh, they'll be sweating on Maddie Gay's fitness. I yeah. think she's a possibility to come back in this week, uh, and that would be great for them as a replacement for Ivy. I think, but. I don't. I don't look. The, the other idea is possibly playing Maggie Karras and allowing Zanka to still roam as a midfielder. Uh, sorry, Zanka to play as a as a midfielder, mm. um, and and have Karras play predominantly out of the square. You can even and, get Zanka into the forward line yeah. to replace Harris. I think the midfield looks just fine without her in there. 
Yeah. Well, if, if Matty Gay's back, it's a good thing as well, Kat. That, that's what happens structurally, maybe, that Zanka can go back forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This, it's very interesting, boys. And it'll be Wait, interesting well, to see how Brisbane combat it, I think, well, Doc. Also, as well, where, where's um, where's Sabrina Duffy at? At, at Melbourne, is she is she is she still injured or is she? I think of, she is. Yeah, yeah. She's still, she's still working a couple of weeks away. Mm. Okay. Um. So, yeah. And no, I look. Uh, look, it's a, it's a good. It's an interesting dilemma for Melbourne, and they need to figure out something for this Brisbane defence because, as we've said countless times in this episode, how, how like Monaghan's in form, Conan's in form. You've got uh, play, players that are just absolutely just doing their bit. Mm. Um, in in the defense in the defensive half, and you've got you know Nat Grider in good in good touch as well. D Heslop as well, boys. Uh, yeah. I think I think there's been a, has been a sound addition mm. in in the Bris- in the Brisbane defensive defensive yeah. half. Um, on the midfield as well, Miller. We've seen Tyler mm. Hanks play a tagging role before. Uh, Emily Bates or Ellie Anderson, surely one of those who you've got to look at. I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably say Anderson more likely Cat because I think they might try and push Bates forward a bit more, like they have we've seen the last couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just think as well, if if Brisbane want to go, you know, with just straight up matchups and go head to head, is definitely an option. Back in their own players, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see how both these teams. It's almost going to be a bit of arm wrestling, I think, in the middle to see who's going to, you know, throw the first punch and then how the other other group is going to have to respond. Um, because we know that both these teams offensively have got potency like no other docs. So whichever team gets it clicking forward or centre early, I think will be in a better position. Do you send Kathy Svark to um, Eliza West, Miller? Oh, we do like Svark. Chasing him around, she's bloody good at it. <laughs> she's so uh, she's so good at tackling. She's so good at running running with opposition. Players, I think you but... cut you cut off the the supply that we're yeah. giving the rest of the midfielders. Miller, it makes life a bit harder for them. Yeah, great question. Look, I, yeah, I think going physical as well against West would be a, a great idea from the Brisbane point of view. And I'm sure Starsevich has already spoken about probably doing that role. But I don't know. But I, I'm just don't know who to tip. I think this is just going to be such a great game from multiple sort of avenues. Like we're going to have so many great individual matchups and and battles in each section of the ground. So the other matchup I want to ask Doc Shelley Heath, we love oh. her. Bodie or Hodder? Who does she get? Bodie. It's got to be Bodie. It's got to be Bodie. It's got to be Bodie. Bodie's in more more uh, good nick in front of goals at the moment yeah. than than Hodder is, and we've seen Hodder and, and Heath go one on one. It's been fantastic bloody battles. <laughs> I just don't know where. Oh, it, look, you could really go either way. Like she'll she'll make a big impact, uh, Shelley Heath on in in that defensive half. And I, I tell you, what, I'd love to see I'd love to see the matchup of Gillard and, and Wardlaw as yeah. well. Yeah, I, I think it'll be I, I think it'll be a very big test for, for Talia Gillard, who's been okay. I thought she did all right on 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 Sheila a, a little bit um, last week, but uh, still still got away, still got off the leash a little bit, but. She does a couple of things right. She does she she intercepts well. She peels off when she needs to peel off, and that's the sort of stuff that you want to see from Mixton. You just need to persist with it because these yeah. young players will make mistakes. Yeah, she'll um, learn. I think she is as well as you said, Doc. You can see each week that you know when she makes mistakes, she approaches it differently the next contest and then the next week. So she's definitely got the footy IQ. Um, but yeah, it's some test on the weekend. That's for sure. Oh yes. Massive. All right, tips, boys. Who are we going? <sighs> I'm I'm gonna go. I know it is at Casey Fields, but I'm gonna go Brisbane. I think that 
I've really liked the way they've handled themselves this year and against big teams. And I just think without Harris is just my little sort of intangible where I can see it going Brisbane's way. So I'm going to go the Lions. Pending teams, if Gay doesn't get up, (laughs) I might change my tip here. If Maddie Gay doesn't get up, I'm back in the Lions. If she's in, I think the structure just works a little bit better. So I'm back in the Lions for now. I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back Brisbane boys. I, I don't. I don't think there's there's not going to be much that's going to stop them this year. And if the first three weeks are any indication, yeah, you know, forty nine. It's forty nine, forty three, and like seventy nine points that they won in mm. in their first three games this year. Yep, they look really, like, really good. Like they are just an irresistible outfit. It might take a little bit. Might take a little bit longer for them to get to get to it um, this week, but I think they'll run away with it in the last quarter. They're just a supremely fit unit. Shit, all right. Three lines right there, boys. Well, I didn't expect that. Well, regardless of who we tip, I think it's going to be a down-to-the-wire game no matter what because this is going to be one of the games of the season and possibly Shit, really? final I think we've summed that up perfectly at A3. Shit, indeed. This should be an absolute <laughs> ripper contest. I just think that the, the fact that we are so... Uh, oh, there's so many great matchups all over this ground. It's fantastic. Oh, it's going to be good. Uh, I think, though, that is going to do us for this week's episode of the A340 Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for our men's episode two, the prelim finals coming up. Going to be a huge couple of matchups in those games after some big semifinals. Uh, make sure you follow us across all our socials to know when new episodes come out. A340 Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at A340 on Twitter and our email, A340 at gmail.com. With all that said... I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty. Join us for the men's episode coming up as well. We can't wait to talk more footy. The seasons are just heating up everywhere. Go Brisbane.